a new podcast episode, and this one is with Tasmanian royalty. The name Stokes may ring a bell to some of our listeners, and in fact, if you listen back to the Brendan Gale interview podcast, you'll hear him talk about this gentleman, and that is the great Ray Stokes, a first-class cricketer who also played senior football. So this is my conversation with the great Ray Stokes, and his stories also about Jack Dyer are just marvellous. All right, I reckon we're ready to rock. Ready to roll? Yeah, I think we're ready to roll too. (laughs) Ray, thank you for your time. Yeah. This might be a silly question, Ray, but uh, what's the uh, full name on your birth certificate? Raymond Gordon. Oh, where did that name Gordon come from, do you know? Dad, my father. And did he play football? Yes. Who did he play for? He played with Longford. Oh, okay. And what kind of football was he, do you know, Ray? Uh, a reasonable, he was a reasonable footballer. His brother was a champion full forward. Was he really? Colin, Colin Stokes, yeah, up north. He won uh, goal kicking for about three years running and played about 274 games with Longford and represented him against South. And Yeah, he was a good footballer. But Dad was a medium footballer. So it, it sort of ran in the family in the, in the sense? Uh, yeah, it does really. Yeah. yeah, it does really, because uh, Dad's other brother was a reasonable footballer, but a better cricketer. So the uh, cricket and footy did run in, in the Stokes family, put it that way. And his, his father before him was captain of Longford and um, had played uh, played a lot of games with Longford and then finished up president, yes. And what was his other brother's name? Pepin. What was the brother brother's name who played cricket? Uh, Bruce. 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 Yeah, Bruce Stokes. Now, there was another Stokes who played Richmond around about the same time as you, wasn't there? That was my brother. And what was his name? Uh, Jervis. J-E-R-V-I-S. And uh, did both of you just wreak havoc on the football field together? Uh, yeah, we uh, we played a bit. He, 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 rep- he came over. He had three years with Richmond, 48, 49 and 50. Yeah. He played um, state footy year in 1947 at the Carnival. And he played in half-forward flank. I think he had 30... Oh, your dad asked me. 33 games, I think, with Richmond. Yeah, that, that would be correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you end up actually get to get into Richmond from, from Tasmania? Well, uh, Who saw you? Yeah, Jack Dyer and Murray Fleming called over in, in 1944 <laughs> yeah. and was pottering around Burnie and uh, they stopped down at the Central Hotel and uh, a very good footballer there, Rich Gregory, was full forward for for, um, uh, for Bernie mm. and he had just come back well he's still in the army then and he suggested Maury and uh, Jack come out and see me so they come out and invited me over so I went over to the training period in 1945 I couldn't go over any of course um, I was apprentice right and that's why I, I I couldn't join. They refused me joining up in the in the navy and the air force because I was apprenticed to pattern making, who are highly uh, skilled tradesmen, and they refused to take them into the army, into the air force, into the forces unless something significantly happened. You know. Right. Uh, how old were you when you came to Richmond? I would be. Uh, I turned. I would be twenty uh, four. I'd be twenty one. 21. I went to. I started originally. I missed. I went over on the, on the um, uh, end of the month in January 1946, 
But those days, we had to put a... Re uh, if you was interstate, you had to put a three-month residential in. Right. So I had, to, I had to put another month in there before I could play. I see. Which was pretty hard because... Yeah. Uh, but anyone coming interstate at that time, you had, you had to put that... You had to uh, put that time in. Who did you barrack for as a kid? Uh, or did you not barrack for any... Oh, no, Dad and I used to be... Um, uh, South Melbourne. Why is that? And why is that? But uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? And uh, when, when Jack and Maury come over and then I went over to train in 45, uh, the Secretary of South Melbourne got on to me then, but I said, no, nah, no worries. They've invited me over and I paid my own way. That's for sure, but... Um, you paid your own way? Yeah. To get to, to, get to Melbourne? Yeah. To train with Richmond? Yeah. Do you know how much it cost? Oh, Jesus. I, and when I went over in '46, I paid my own way again on the on the boat to take all my tools over, and I got my own job. How long did it take to get over? Oh, I'd only, only take overnight. Yep. In the boat at uh, the Tarunum. Uh, oh, the SS Taruna? Yeah. Yes. So well, yeah, it only takes overnight. I think you, I get on at six o'clock at night, and then you get in about eight o'clock next morning, something like that. Now, yeah. Do you remember where Jack Dye met you for the first time when he came down to Burnie? Oh, I, d I don't was know it, where they, they went anywhere else in Tassie. They never... So where did they meet you for the first time? Where did you meet Jack for the first time? Uh, well, I, I, Jack, where I met him? Yeah. Well, he came out home. <laughs> he came to your house, did he? He came out home uh, in Burnie to see me, him and Maury Fleming. Now, did you know they were on their way? No, I didn't know at all they arrived there. Did you know who Jack Dye was? No, no. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know who he was? <laughs> no, only, only by name. I didn't know him by sight. And what was your first impression of the man? Well, I, uh, well, he was a big fellow because I was only, I was only, I was boxing at the time. And I was only about eleven stone two then. Right. In the old figures, and yep. he was planted what fourteen stone, fourteen to fifteen stone. Uh, so, and then when I, I went to Richmond, I put, I, I think I, I started playing there at about thirteen two. I put more weight on when I got to Melbourne. I didn't have as good a meals, but that's the way you go. Yeah, but uh, no, I didn't know him. I didn't know him at all until that time he came out and introduced himself. Now, were your parents home at the time? Do you remember signing a form or anything? No, no, I didn't sign anything till um, I come over the next year and trained with them. Oh, that's interesting, right? Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't have to. Didn't have to sign. And did you play in practice matches when you came over? I played. Yeah, I played in the practice matches in um, uh, February, March. Yep. In March, they started training. In March, I played in the. Oh, I think about three. I think practice games. How did you go with those? Do you, do you have a memory of how well you went? Oh. I, I played on the half-forward flank in the practice game, so I, I don't really know. Did you really? And then, I, and then when when I did start with Richmond in the 46, uh, after those, uh, when I come over, I, I, my first game was on the half-forward flank. And who was that against? Uh, Collingwood, out at Collingwood. But, well, that's a fair uh, initiation for you, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah that's right. <laughs> that's right. I um, Against uh, the late Jack Hamilton. Oh, you play on Jack? Yeah. I had, one, I had one game on the half-forward flank, and uh, I, was, I was having a, a milk... Jack had the milk bar at that time in, in Church Street, and I was having a, a, a milk drink the following Thursday, and Mrs Dyer come round, and she said, she said, don't be surprised if you're picked in the centre mm. on Saturday. I said, God, I don't believe that. Anyhow, I, well, I used to have to go by train to work, so at East Richmond Station there, so... Uh, uh, you, know, you only knew that who was if you was in the side by the uh, sun. Right. 
So I got the sun and looked like here I am. I was, I was picked in the centre against Hawthorne the next week. Mrs Dye was right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I played in the centre for the next 92 games. That's extraordinary. What was what was Jack Dye's milk bar like, Ray? Hmm? What, what do you remember of Jack Dye's milk bar? Yeah, uh, yeah, the small milk bar up, up Church Street there. Yep. Um, what, what, what were the things that kids would come in and get back in those days? What were the what were the, the items of food? Do you remember? Oh, much the same. He he, he had uh, milkshakes and chocolates, and you name it. Yep. Uh, didn't uh, but didn't have um, um, pies or pasties or anything like that, like you do today. Right. And just oh, and general household stuff, you know. Uh, flour and bread and all butter and all this type of thing. And it was was Jack often behind the counter? Yeah, yeah. Oh Christ, yes, he'd be on the counter. Him and him and Sybil. <laughs> yeah, they they would be on the counter. Now, now, do you do you recall many kids coming in just to see Jack at all at that stage? I mean, would kids just come in so they could meet Jack? Dyer? Oh, geez, the kids all around there would. Really? Yeah, they all the kids are in Richmond used to bowl and I'd go up and. Have a milkshake and that with him, and of course, you have to get out and finish. They'd be all, when they knew he was in, they'd be all coming up and want to have a yarn to him. And, and, he, and he loved to tell those sort of stories, didn't he, with, that were slightly exaggerated. Oh, yeah, they, they adored him. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he didn't mind, he loved it. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon it cost him money. I don't reckon, <laughs> don't reckon he'd make a lot of money out of them, I reckon it cost him money. He was too busy, what, paying attention to them? Oh, yeah, and giving them, giving them a chocolate and something like that. Oh, no charge? No charge. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, when he when he played, he um he had he had a few injuries, didn't he? Jack did. Yeah. Yes, his, his worst injury was uh, oh. Uh, Would it be his knees? You're referring uh, to? Yeah, gastric in in the uh, in the stomach. Gastric ulcers. That's it. Yeah. Now I read somewhere recently where he because of the gastric ulcers he would often be sick before or after a match. Oh, he would be good. Yeah, he. he uh, Do you remember him? Drink a lot of milk. He didn't drink. He didn't drink much beer because it used to upset him. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And oft, often he'd have to after games that um, he he would uh, you know have an, he'd be in bed pretty early. Yep. Because he's completely buggered, you know. Uh, not that anyone knew only the uh, only uh, like some of the committee men that would, but Jesus, we didn't even know. And so, so how did you sort of find out in the end that he had that sort of ailment? Oh, I, after about, um, after I got married, uh, the wife and I, we was at a flat with Les Jones, and then that house was sold. Yep. And Mr. McGaskill, right. uh, Sybil's father, yep. they had a they had a double-storey place in Docker Street. Yes. And Jack had a couple, he had two or three rooms, and it was a big place, and so we got three rooms off, off Mr. McCaskill. Yes. Uh, and um, that's how I knew Jack was so crook, and Sybil used to tell me. Yeah. That, uh, you know, he, he, he suffered a terrible lot. Did you ever see him before or during a match, you know, be be, be sick or, or suffer from this? No. So no, he, he hit no, it, he never, hit knew, it like never knew he to be crooked in a match or anything like that. He hit it quite well, didn't he? Oh, gee, oh, yeah, he, he did a marvellous job Yeah. to play yeah. all those games. Yeah, and, and in particular, you came to Richmond at a time when Dyer was near the, the, the end of his career? Would that be right? They, um, what did they won? They won the Premiership in 43. That's right, yes. Yeah, and um, so it was just at, at, just at the end of the war that I went, um, 46, um, the war finished in '45, so yeah, they we had a lot of lot of uh, entry oh, all, from all all of the uh, different services mm -hmm. coming back into Richmond. Right. Uh, not that not that many 
Um, made it, really. Right. As in the plays, you mean? Yeah, yeah. After, after the war, they came back. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Francis Burke's father. Yep. He, he, he come back. He played... Oh, he played 46 and into 47 till he injured his knee. Well, he was a bit of a sensation, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a bad player. Well, he's about six foot... Oh, Jesus. He'd be about six foot four or five in the old figures. Well, Frank's still going well, too. He, he lives up here in Melbourne. Yeah. He's, he's going quite well. Um... There's a very famous match. It's it's the last game of 1949. 49, that's right. Played against Geelong. Yep. Uh, at Punt Road. Punt Road, yep. There was a, there was a, a relatively small crowd there. Um, it's about, uh, about 30,000. Rightio. And um, wh what's the memory that stays in your mind about that match? Do you remember all the build-up to it? or? Yeah, it was or... a pretty big build-up because... Um, he, he, well, he was passing Reynolds' record at that time in Coventry's. Yep. But then Reynolds played on the next season and he passed Jack again. I see, yep. Uh, but, uh, no, it was a fair build-up and, uh, oh, Geelong had a pretty fair side, but I, I think we won somewhere of about 65 points. Yeah, you were close. 69 points you won by spot on. Yeah, we uh, we won pretty easily. Do you remember how Jack played? Yeah, he played Yeah, he played full forward all that day. Yep. And he finished up with six goals. Did you, did you feed him the ball at any stage? Oh, yeah, we used to, uh, well, I couldn't miss passing it at his chest. He had such a big chest, you couldn't help it. Really? With a stab pass or a drop punch, yeah. Was it really? And, he, you know, he had such a big mid, he could hold a player off and take take the pass one-handed. Yeah, um, Pavel Rowe remembers that quite quite well, actually. Yeah. He remembers him in, in his last game doing that to a few players and kicking a goal. He was... Um, he, he was quite strong, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, body. strong player. Yeah, strong, yeah. very strong in arms and shoulders, that's right. I remember I spoke to uh, to Bobby Wiggins. You'll probably remember Bobby Wiggins. Oh, Bobby, you? yes, yeah. And, uh, Bobby's fullback yeah. quite a few years while I was there. Bobby said when he was in the showers with Di, he was amazed at how big his upper body was. That's right, he's, that's right. He's, yeah. he's Terrible big in the shoulders and top arms and all like that. But yeah. he's, he's pretty... Com so he, what, he's about, only about six foot one yep. in the old figures, but he was pretty compact all over. Yeah. Uh, good legs on him and everything, so... Uh, but uh, amazing, like, what you're looking at. You're looking at seven footers these days, six foot nine to seven footers for a ruckman these days. Tell me, did, did everyone did everyone like Jack Dye? Did he have any, you know, ill blood with anyone in the team? Or did everyone universally like him? Oh, everyone loved him at Richmond. Yeah. In the, in the, in the players and that. Right. Oh, no, you'd, you'd, you'd do anything for him. Yeah. No doubt about that. Oh, the opposition hated him because he's such a good player. Yeah. But no, he... Oh, crops, no, he had... He had everyone just loved him at Richmond. And, and did he have that ability to, if things were down, to sort of go into the centre of the ground and sort of roll up the team and... and, and yeah, often he'd... Uh, even at full forward, often if things weren't going too good, he'd uh, bring himself up in the, in the centre in the ruck for a while. Oh, did he really? Yeah, and then he'd, he'd see how things are going and then he'd go back. Yeah. He could easily put Morris at full forward because Bill Morris was a very good mark and a very good accurate drop punt kick for goal within about, you know, 35, 40 yards. He was quite a fascinating player, wasn't he, Morris? Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, very, uh, oh, a very fair player. Yeah. Hardly bumper player. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. some, uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone remembers that when Dyer would knock down an opponent, sometimes Morris would go and pick him up. 
<laughs> I don't know he'd pick him up, but, but that's he'd have a nice bit of commiseration for him. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't he? He, he, uh, he? he felt that. He was he was almost the opposite of Dyer, wasn't he? In, in uh, yeah, complete. Yeah, complete opposite, but he had a wonderful spring. So you had, at that time, Carlton had a fellow named Chuka Howell. Yeah. Howell. Yeah. And he was six foot six in the old figures. Yeah. And uh, he could get over the top of him in the taps. Oh, he had a wonderful spring That's and, and wonderful judgment. Yeah. And he could mark against them fellows with just the judgment, you know. Did you mix with Morris outside of football? Uh, he did. Uh, I played two or three years with Richmond Cricket. Yep. And he did have one year with Melbourne. Yes. Cricket, but he was like me. I had to give it away on account of um, uh, it, it one went into the other, you know, mm -hmm. from the January onwards. So, and I was getting nothing to play cricket, and I was getting, th I think, three pounds or something to play footy. Yeah. And Morris was the same, so he gave it away. He was, he was a, um, a leg spin bowler. Was he really? Yeah. Any good? Well, we used to play Jack after... Oh, I give it away there. We used to play uh, Sunday cricket at the Richmond Football Club. We would challenge, say, Footscray or the boxers or the jockeys, all that type of thing. And uh, the money would go to Prince Henry Hospital. Right. And he, he, he used to be our spin bowler. Right. Yeah, and, uh, oh, no, he got he got quite a lot of wickets. Did Dyer play in that? Yeah, oh, yes, he was our fast bowler. Dyer was your fast bowler? Yeah, oh, jeez, he'd, he'd frighten him when he'd come running in. <laughs> Mine. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a pretty quick bowler, Jack was. What year are we talking here, right? Hmm? What, what year are we talking around about here? Oh, uh, well, I'd say... Uh, 40, 48, 49, 50. Yeah, so was, was Jack still able to run even though he had some bad knees? Oh, no, he could run on the cricket field. Yeah, could he? Yeah, he was in and he could bowl. Like, you're, you're a fast bowler. Um, if you've got anything wrong with your knees, you're not going uh, to bowl many overs, are you? No. But it was all a bit of fun. We used to, and, yeah. and, um, could he bat? Yeah, yeah, he, he could bat all right. I used or, was to, um, he, or was he a better bowler? Uh, I would... Oh, jeez, now you've got me. <laughs> was I he? would say because I, I was a, a fairly good bat. Yeah. And... Um, we used to, um, when we got in together, yep. uh, we used to see who could outdo one another. Right. Uh, who, could, who could get to the century first. <laughs> um, so, no, he, he, he was a pretty good bat, by what he was. Do you have a, a particular moment or a particular story or, or something that sort of epitomises Jack Dyer that you like telling? Well, I, I always, like, I always found him... Uh, easy to talk to, mm. no worries, because when he had the milk bar there, I didn't get married to late 47, yeah. so 46, 47 would go up and would discuss the, the fella I'd be playing on on the Saturday, Gee. and uh, he could tell me things, and I, because I didn't, wouldn't know half of them at that time, wouldn't know any of them, and he'd tell me what, what way we used to reckon we ought to play him, whether we ought to play him on the left side or the right side, or whether it's a good mark, so, oh no, he... he was a very good coach to me. Yep, yep. Uh, did he did he have certain favourite players so that when he trained he maybe had more special attention to them than the others? Oh, I no. I, was I would say he treated every player the same. Yep. He'd pick if you had a bad day and he'd say, well, I think, well, he was on the half forward flank, he wasn't doing good. He said, well, we might pop you over in the wing or down the forward pocket. No, he, no, he was pretty... I, I wouldn't know a player that could hold anything against him, even when he was, like, the fellow was going bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he'd come up and say, well, you're not going, not going too well. Let's let's try over here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, he'd very likely bring the fella back going real well. Well, when you came to Richmond, you would have had a very young Roy, right? Yeah, Roy. Yeah, Roy started the same time as I did in '46. Uh, was Roy Wright a champion from the get-go or not? No, no, no. He didn't really come good. He didn't really come good to Morris retired. Interesting. Because he was understudy to Morris. Right, I see. And Morris didn't like coming out the ruck. All right, yeah. So uh, when, uh, when Morris retired, he, well, Morris retired the same year as I did, end of 51. Mm-hmm. So then Roy won the Brownlow in 52 and again in 54. Right. Why did you retire in 51? I played in 51, yeah. I came back coaching Burnley in 52. And why did you go to coach Burnley in 52? Why not play for Richmond in 52? Uh, I'll tell you what, it was a big toss-up. Yeah. Because uh, I was, the dad was president of the Burnley Football Club. Yeah. And then the 51, he rode over and said, uh, Burnley Football Club wanted me as a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, three years and two years option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a new house to go into, and uh, I had my uh, I served my time as a patent maker at the railway, and they by Christmas time '51, their patent maker was leaving, and I could take the job back over again. Pat, their patent maker? Yeah. Wow. And uh, so weighing up the fours, you know, the fours against and the fours for, I uh, I took the option because I thought oh, I only wanted seven games to get me hundred. But I, uh, I very likely wouldn't have got that had that had to uh, get another coach, and uh, the railway would have had to get another pattern maker, and um, then a, a new house to go into where we only had a, we only had flats. Mm. Uh, it was too good opportunity to miss. But I was I was always coming back. Richmond knew I was always coming back to Burnie, yeah. so they didn't stand in my way when I had all these things. So you finished only seven games away from 100 games. Is, yeah. Is that, is that a slight disappointment for you? Uh, well. When we added up, I had another 10 games uh, with Richmond. We played in Western Australia a couple, in South Australia one, yep. uh, another one up in New South Wales, uh, two more up in Queensland. Gee, you played everywhere. Yeah, and about another, only, yeah, another four in uh, like Ballarat, Victorian country, yeah. all representing Richmond. So I worked out another 10 games. So in all, I had 103 games. Oh, right. Do you remember Albie Panham? Do you, do you remember Albie Panham? Uh, Albie Panham? Yeah. Yeah, Albie, um, he came to Richmond, what was that, 1950? Yeah, well, I, I didn't, I got to know him because I, uh, he, he coached, like he coached their seconds. Yep, who were quite successful, weren't they? Oh, yes, yeah. and he, he was a good coach. So he was a small man's coach. Yep. Uh, Rover and that, and I thought, oh, geez, I might be able to learn something from him. So I used to often sneak down and, and train with him. Uh, you'd sneak down. What do you mean you'd sneak down? Uh, well, often they used to train. They used to train sometimes on Wednesday. Right, different day. Yep. And I'd I'd go down and train with him till they said, "Well, you're tra- training too much." So you would train Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, would you? Oh yeah, only yeah, mainly only Tuesday and Thursday. Right, but you'd sometimes sneak I'd down. go down yeah and, and train with him when he used to have some. He used to take some of them of a Wednesday, you know. Was it different to uh, Dyer's? Uh, yeah, style? well, he he. he um, like spin turns and weaves and all that type of uh, play around the centre. That's what made me think I could uh, learn a bit off him, which I did, and we come we we uh, became pretty good mates, really. Died didn't really focus on the spin and turn, yeah. really, did he? 
even though, like, we hated Collingwood at them times. Well, that's right, he was a Collingwood man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was Collingwood, that's why Dyer couldn't take green too much, because he he was Collingwood. Was, was it was it, was it it real, the, this, this animosity that Dyer had for him? Ah... Uh, I don't think no more than what he had for Lou Richards. <laughs> like, uh, they were Collingwood and we were Richard and they... Well, I, I was the same. I uh, uh, I never got into the Collingwood rooms, uh, not till I played cricket for Tasmania. Mm. And we went to South Australia in, I think, 62 to play. We played Victoria at Geelong Cricket and then we played South Australia at uh, at the cricket ground, mm. the oval there, and we trained when we when we flew over. We trained at Collingwood. Yep. Uh, and uh, our fellows and that grabbed me, and they and they took me in to show. I said I've never been in the bloody room. She said they wouldn't allow you in. And I told me, they said you won't get in there, and I, I couldn't. Yeah. But they they got me in. Was it was there many old Richmond players around the club when you came to Richmond? Uh, was there any well, Marty Bolger. Yep, yep. Like Marty Bolger and uh, who else would be there? Marty Bolger and like was Billy Wilson there and people Billy like Billy Wilson played. Like, I played with Billy Wilson. Sorry, you played with Billy, yeah. Yeah, I played with Billy Wilson. Yeah, but well, uh, Bolger Perkins played with him. Bolger was on the committee, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Basil McCormick was he around at that time? Uh, no, only only he was about. I only spot him a few times in the rooms, yeah, not not very much. You can't, my dad remembers seeing him, he had this wiry hair, this wiry grey hair. Yeah. Like, in sort of like curls, sort yeah, of Yeah, well, he had dark hair like when I was there. Oh, well, there you go, it changed. Um, when Jack Dye came out for his last game of football, you may not remember this, um, the Geelong team and the umpires all lined up in the middle of the ground and, and, and shook his hand. Do you remember that? No, no, I can't remember that. And, but, and then uh, after the game, uh, a lot of the crowd came on the ground. Yeah, yeah, and they carried him off. Yeah, do you know who carried him off in the end? I had a look at I had a look at the uh, Richmond book. Yeah. And, and you, Billy Wilson's in front, but you can't say you can't you can't tell who carried him off because that bigger crowd around him. Yeah. Well, I looked at it the other night. May not have been Billy Wilson. Billy oh, no, geez, it wouldn't be Billy Wilson. Billy wouldn't have been able to pick him up. <laughs> I don't reckon. Actually, before the match, they, they were selling little badges outside the ground. Yeah. Little testimonial badges of Jack Dyer. That's I mean, right. I mean, he uh, he really was an important person. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was Richmond. Did he, did he get emotional in his last game, do you remember? Oh, no, I don't know. No, he didn't give, a, like, an emotional speech or anything before, or... Oh, no, he... Uh, after the game, no, he, he coached his last game the same as he coached any other game. Um, never said anything about this was his last game or anything like that. Yeah, all he wanted to, to go out with a win against Geelong. Yep. Which kicked us on, as I say, you were 65 points, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and you just missed out on the finals, too. Yeah. You, you, you just missed out. Um, you look back at your, your career at Richmond... Ray, what in the end did football give you? What what did it manage to teach you? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that you'll remember uh, few of the first my first game against Collingwood. Of course, it's always uh, yeah. it's always sticks in your mind. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm. And I finished. So I think I, I finished up uh, kicking a goal, and I got a broken tooth. Also, at that same time. Did you get it at the same time? Oh, well, just after. What, who, who <laughs> got an elbow from someone. Uh, might have been Jack Hamilton. <laughs> might have been. You never know, might have been Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do people recognise you 
um, at all, Ray, as having played for Richmond? Uh, come again? Do, do, do many people recognise you as playing for Richmond, you know, as you're walking around or when you introduce yourself? Do people... Oh, yes, yeah. Well, uh, see, I, I was the first one after the war at Tasmania to play VFL football. You were the first... First Tasmanian. To play VFL football. VFL football in, uh, from Tasmania after the war. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, a lot of people would come over for holidays and they'd come out to Richmond, come into the rooms to see me. Right. Gee. So, were there any other Tasmanians uh, playing for any other clubs at that stage? No, no, not that I, not that I know. Not 46 anyhow. Wow. I don't reckon to be any the when the brother come over forty eight. I don't reckon to be anyone else bar him in, in, in forty eight. There might have been a couple after, but no one that I knew. No. Now, did you find it easy to play with your brother in the same team? Uh, yeah. Well, he, he was a half forward flanker, so you could always he could lead pretty well, and he's a good kick for goal, so you could swing around and bang a wide to him, and away he'd go. Yes, he. he um, he was quite a good footballer. Well, let's be honest, Ray. Did you did you find yourself specifically looking for him at some times rather than anyone else? No, no, Didn't no. Didn't play favourites? I, I, no, I, I, I never ever did that. If he was in the position, if I come out on, on the right foot, I'd give him to him. If I, if I go another way on the left foot, that other forward flanker, I'd be looking for him or looking for Dyer at full forward. If, yeah. if, if, if you went against what Dyer said or you didn't deliver the ball properly to him, would Dyer get angry? Oh, no, sometimes you get a bit frustrated, but yeah. I made my business that I, I could hit him every time I kicked the ball. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. So he didn't get angry like, let's say, Matthew Richardson gets angry? Oh, Jesus, no. Right, OK. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd like to be playing in front of Richardson. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'd give him every kick. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, yeah. That's that's very true. Um. That, that's uh, I really thank you for your memories, Ray. That, that's some lovely stories you've got there. The, um, the yeah, yeah, the, the forty-seven was interesting. One forty-seven, we we played in the first semi. Yeah, against Fitzroy. At against Fitzroy, yeah, at MCG, eighty-seven thousand people. <laughs> I played on uh, Don Furness. Was that the biggest crowd you played in? That'd be the biggest crowd I played in. Yeah. You would you would have not known what was going on, Ray. It was so such a big crowd. Oh, a big crowd. Yeah. I got married that day too. Hold on a second. Oh, here's the story. Hold on. Hey. You got married on what day? Semi-final day. Were you playing that day? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the date? Yeah, September the sixth, nineteen forty-seven. Okay. Take me through your day, Ray. Take me through that day. What did uh, you do? Well, the, we, the my, uh, well, we were engaged then. Uh, uh, wife Lillian, she come over in 47 and we, uh, Les Jones had a house and he said, when are you getting married? Oh, this is, you know, halfway through the season. I said, why? I said, well, I've got three, I've got three uh, uh, rooms there you can have, but don't let it go too long. He said, I can keep them for you if she was going to get married. So anyhow, we decided we'd get married and I said, oh, well, when are we going to get married? So we, it was a bit of a funny one. We'd won about five games straight early. Yep. And then we had a down at Richmond somewhere, oh, all got injured and that. And we, I reckon we had about six games we lost in a, in a row. And that was 11 games we only played 18. 
And I, I thought, oh, I said to Bubba, I said, oh, Jesus, I said, well, we're not going to make the finals. And we could get the church, uh, uh, everything could be arranged on on uh, September the 6th, on that day. So I said, oh, go ahead, we'll be, we'll be only watching, you know. Mm. Uh, and as it turned out, we won the last door. Oh, we won the last six mm. candidates in. And, of course, we had a post-over anyhow. Everything was arranged, so anyhow, we, we let it go as it was because Jack Titus was the master of ceremonies for me. Jack, he was. He was the master of ceremonies? Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at the function afterwards, or...? Yeah, no, at, 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 at our wedding, at our wedding breakfast. Right. So, you wake up in the morning, and what did you... What, what was the morning? Was the morning preparing for the football match, or was the morning the breakfast? Oh, well, no. I, At what point of the day was the wedding? Oh, well, it was a good fine day yep. in Melbourne. No, the wedding wasn't about half past six. My biggest worry was getting out of the Melbourne cricket ground uh, to get to um, Burnley to the church. Right. But we did that all right. Now, now, Jack Dyer was your master of ceremonies for your wedding breakfast? No, uh, Jack Titus. Sorry, Jack Titus, for your wedding breakfast? Yeah. What, 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 did, what did Jack have to do? Oh, he, he was only, he, he just read telegrams and yep. all that type of thing and just kept everything going. Um, I can't believe you. So you played football and then got married a few hours later. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it worked out. And you made it to the church okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah made it to the church. Did any Didn't even have a black eye. That was all the, oh, that was all the pastor was worried about, whether I had a black eye or whether I had a, a bad leg or something. That's lucky. Did, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did your teammates turn up? <laughs> Did your teammates turn up to your wedding? Yeah, yeah. Righty, uh, Righty was um, uh, he, he was he was he was one of my uh, uh, best mates over there. So he was at the wedding too. But uh, him and Jack Titus kept quiet, so uh, we wouldn't cause any worry with the rest of the team. Oh, so no one else knew? No, not really. No. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. And was was your wife happy to to take second place to the football that day? Oh, yes, yes, she didn't go to the footy that day. Oh, she was too busy preparing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, where did you go on your honeymoon, right? Uh, we went to Geelong and Ballarat. Nice one, nice one. Well, that, that, that's, a, that's a sensational story. Not many players would have played football then got married on the same day. No, no, they, I had a... I had to give a historical society back a few years ago. Uh, they wanted me life story in that, and uh, mate of mine, uh, he was he was uh, manager of the Advocate newspaper, and he was doing. It and he said, "I can't believe it that you were married the day you played a semi-final at Melbourne Cricket Ground." I said, "What's the way it worked out?" And I said, uh, "We really couldn't do anything about it." like to uh, cancel because you very likely wouldn't got the church again for a month or so and then Jonesy would have would have let the rooms yeah. I told him you know we'd take them so all this, it, it worked out funny did but the, it turned out all right in the finish put it that way do you remember if the priest mentioned that you just played a footy match oh, I, oh, I can't remember the priest <laughs> no did he did he mention that you had played just played football oh he knew yeah, he, he was listening to it <laughs> he was listening in. he was listening into it <laughs> Uh, that's a great he might have been a Richmond sporter you never know yeah I, I, I don't never asked him well he, he he lived in Burnley I reckon he would have been oh, yeah. I reckon he would have been he lived in Burnley and uh, <laughs> that was the church we were married at yeah that's a sensational story oh no <laughs> Ray that, that's a lovely story thank you for that I haven't heard anyone else um, 
I, I, not even in local footy, you, you know. Uh, I hope that story makes it into my book when I do another when I do another copy. <laughs> I'd really like it too. <laughs> um, that's great. I really appreciate your time for for answering those questions. Did you? Um, uh, you didn't want anything on the, on the cricket at all. Yeah. What, what, what information did you have on that? This is the Richmond cricket. No, I, I, I didn't do much in that. Tasmanian. Oh, okay. Tasmanian. I, I represented. Oh, I represented Tasmania cricket till I was 43. That's a fair effort. 43, yeah. I always, always gave a go at Booney about that. I said, oh, I, got, well, I haven't got a bigger score on you, but I said I played, represented Tassie longer than you did. He represented about 36, 37. I said, oh, I got the 43. You'd be one of the oldest, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be. And you, did you play against England? I played against uh, three English test sides. Oh, goodness. Yeah, in, uh, 1958, 59, when they come out, I played against them. Yep. And I had 31 in Launceston and 56 not out in Hobart. You still sound in great health, Ray. Uh, yeah. Can I ask then, how old you are? Then the English Test Team in 1962-63. Yep. I had 82 in the first innings. Yep. And 76 not out in the second. Were you ever close to being selected for Australia? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Tasmania, we, I think... Um, Jack Badcock would be the only one that represented uh, Tassie right up to the time, uh, oh, really, Booney and them fellas started. Yep, yep. We, we didn't have, we weren't in the state side then. Right. And I played in 66-67 English Test Team, played, uh, then we had 32 in the first innings and 16 in the second. Did you ever get to meet uh, Donald Bradman? And... Uh, Australian Test Team, going to England 1953, yep. with the Miller and Lindell in them. I had 30, 30 in Launceston and 82 in Hobart. It's a fair effort. So I had, a, I had about 375 runs again, about average of about around about 68 or 68 or 70, I think. I, I noticed that 1951, you, you were runner-up in the best and fairest. Yeah, that's right. What, what, was that your, probably your best year? Uh I reckon it would be. 1950 was a good year mm -hmm. uh, because I was in the lead in all the um, uh, paper awards. Right. And at that time, uh, VFL, you could only, you could only in the state side, you could only pick two from each side. Right. You didn't have the option of three or four. And uh, Morris and Fraser were have been picked for years and years for Richmond, like Ruckman and Centre Half back. Um, and I was leading in all the votes, and then I played the week before they went away. Bobby Rose got the centre line job, mm. and I, I well, they took him off him, took took him off me in, in the third quarter. Uh, and uh, the the papers all wrote up that Cleggie never made it, and I never made it, and they they reckoned there should have been uh, the Victorian Football League should have. Uh, made it open slather that if you could take three or four from one side, this type of thing, like they do now. Yeah. Uh, but because we used to play roster games then, and they reckon it was only fair, but yep. they never had really the best side. They'd have, a, they'd have a top side, they never got beaten, that's for sure. Yeah. But you could, they could have got a better side. Yeah. Well, what, what did you get for coming second in the best and fairest? Oh, jeez, I don't know. It wouldn't have been much. Nah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been much. I, I spoke to Kenny Elberston um, uh, last week. And uh, he, well, for getting for coming fourth in the best and fairest, he got a toaster. Yeah, well, I reckon. Yeah, I got. Oh, well, wait a minute. I, I, I might. Not, I got an ice chest, I think. Oh, that's not bad. No, that was good. I did too. I got an ice chest. You know that Pavel Rowe for winning the best and fairest 
he got an armchair. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I think what Morris got, Morris got a couple of suits. I think or one suit. Yeah, they didn't give medals back then, did they? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's right. Which is no. interesting. Um, that's some lovely stories, Ray. I'll leave it at that. You, you've really helped me a lot with those. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I was captain coach of Burnie in the footy. Yep. From '52 to '57. Mhm. Uh, we were premiers in '54 and runner-up in '55. Yep. And I won the the, the, the coastal medal in '54. Yep. And then runner-up in 1955 again. Yep. Uh, and represented Tassie in two carnivals: the '53 carnival in Adelaide and the '56 carnival in Perth. Oh, okay. I was vice captain in Perth. Do you ever make it back over to Melbourne these days? Oh, I come over every year. Right. I come over every year and see a game. I was over, I was over uh, this year at uh, the Carlton game. I was down at the ground on Saturday morning, you know, the big show they had on there Saturday morning. Right. I had a look. I was looking through some of my watching them. I laughed. Uh, we played against the VFA in 1956 Carlton Perth. We won by over 100 points. I had 37 kicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> you wouldn't credit, would you? 37 kicks and 7 marks. And the next game we played against Western Australia, and I had 26 kicks and 11 marks. You never... Yeah. And that's, that was printed that was printed in their papers. Amazing, isn't it? That's some stories, Ray. Thank you so much for your time with that one. All right, pal. There it is, my interview with Ray Stokes, and some really interesting insights into Jack Dyer and also what football was like there in the late... 1940s and it's great that he also decided to discuss his cricket career as well because there will be a few people listening who would know that Ray Stokes performed as a very competent footballer and as a very skillful cricketer. If you're on iTunes and you're listening to it through that next time you go to access iTunes can you give this podcast a rating please just click on the stars on the podcast and leave a message if you like as well. And if you're listening through SoundCloud, then shoot me a message through Twitter, if you like, uh, at Retrospective, and tell me your thoughts. And if there's anyone you'd like me to actually interview, then you're welcome to give that as feedback as well. Until we speak again, good thanks.